welcome to the Product Ops Podcast, or POP as I like to call it, with me, Jerisha Nadaraju. This podcast explores all things Product Ops, from how it is defined to hiring for the role, as well as challenges faced. You will hear it all from diverse voices across this emerging function. I myself am a former Product Ops lead who set up this function at a leading UK fintech startup. And I think that product ops is going to be a significant driver for product-led growth in companies going forward. That's why I've partnered on this podcast with the fantastic people at the Product-Led Alliance, who are a collective of product-led leaders committed to driving growth and success through a product-first approach. On today's episode, we are welcoming the brilliant Shaman Abdo, who is a product ops lead at Dext, which was formerly known as Receipt Bank and Xavier. Shaman has been at Dext for over five years in various roles from marketing ops to customer success and now product ops, which she set up at the company over a year ago. I met Sharman earlier this year when she reached out to connect and share learnings on product ops as we were both speaking at a product ops summit. I thought she had incredible experience and valuable insights. She mentioned working on a product ops competency framework, um, and I can't wait to hear more. Sharman, welcome, and thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this. Um, I'm excited that more and more people are talking about product ops and what it is and um, how to set it up. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, I think especially, I mean, people who are doing product ops, uh, it can sometimes feel a little bit lonely. Uh, so it's great to know there are others out there doing the same thing. Yeah, and you're doing an awesome job <laughs> being part of the community and, you know, having a sense of community, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. I think we, I mean, we both spoke at the Product Ops Summit and I think that was a cool place to sort of, um, see how many others they were doing this and I'm sure like after your talk panel talk or through that discussion you then got you know got in touch with others in um, this field because that's kind of how it happened uh, for me um, and I just thought naturally from the conversations I was having with people oh it would be nice to sort of have a place where <laughs> where others could hear what I was discussing with them yeah exactly yeah uh, that's exactly what happened at the at the summit. Uh, Shaman, for people who don't maybe know what Dex does, could you give us a brief explanation? Sure. Um, we are a fintech company that actually recently changed our name from Receipt Bank and Xavier to Dex. Um, Dex is for accountants and bookkeepers and the business they advise. Ultimately, it's there to help them sort of grow and become more profitable by us helping them automate some of their manual tasks. Okay, very cool. Um, Yeah, I'm in the fintech space and so have heard of Receipt Bank, but didn't didn't know that it had changed to Dext. Um, Sharman, I guess, where are you in your product ops journey? Um, So I guess we're roughly a year into it, just over a year. Um, We have now a team. of three people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is around sort of processes and product release. The other is around sort of customer centricity. Um, and the third area is around sort of product and data analytics. Um, yeah, so we've kind of 
meshed together in the last year and tried to get to where we are now we're still trying to figure out who we are (laughs) yeah a year later on but yeah we've kind of merged together figured out that we need product ops and here we are I mean, that, that's really interesting. So Sharma, just those three pillars that you mentioned that you kind of focus on as product ops at Dex, is it you said yes. customer centricity, um, sort of data analytics, and yes. was the other one something to do with product process release? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah, how we go to market and what processes are, need to be in place. Okay, great. And are you, do you report into, or do you fall within the product team or where, where, where do you guys sit? Good question. Uh, so we sit within the product team. Um, I report to the director of product uh, operations and strategic initiatives, um, who then reports to our chief product officer. Um, we work very closely with our dev ops. We haven't quite figured out the name for the team, but <laughs> <laughs> for for argument's sake, um, the dev ops. And so they're more like the uh agile and scrum masters um and just making sure that the overall development process has a process um and bringing visibility on what's being worked on etc so they're our counterpart and we work very closely together oh interesting it's always interesting to find out like who product ops kind of partners with within the business because i mean it is different in different organizations but um Yeah. yeah that's a good one i haven't heard that one before um, Sharman, I guess, how did, I mean, I sort of mentioned that you had this background in sort of like customer success, and I think you were in marketing ops at some point, but how did you end up getting into product ops? <laughs> um, it's a funny situation because, uh, so if we go back, uh, summer 2019, um, I was in a sort of team that was doing everything and anything. You could say sales enablement, you know, growth marketing customer success um I just focused on retention at that point um you know how do you measure it how do you make sure that the customer success team know when someone's at risk at that point I felt like I had done everything that I could um for the team and our uh, then CPO uh, John Connolly approached me and said hey I am building a team I don't know what it's going to be called, um, but I do know what I want out of it. And do you want to be part of it? And so, you know, not knowing what my role was going to be, and quite frankly, I didn't have a role for the first two months that I joined the team. <laughs> um, classic, yep. <laughs> great startup uh, vibes, but it was awesome. Um, our main focus was, you know, how do we grow our user base through the product? Um, and yeah, at the two months later, we realized that there needed to be someone who could focus on scaling the product release process. And so I just dived into it. Um, and then a couple of months later, we raised a Series C of $73 million. Um, and that's when the company sort of hired product labs uh, to come in and sort of do an ass- assessment of what's going on within the organization Um, and they took a couple of months interviewing everyone trying to figure out you know how do we what are our processes and they came back with a recommendation of uh, we think you need product ops Um, and I think a light 
bulb moment happened mm-hmm. in the in the sense of there's operations everywhere except from product yeah and it was like well <laughs> it was like yes yeah, it was a why the hell not don't we have operations and so yeah um at that point I was sort of the only person within product who was doing some sort of operations mm-hmm. and it was the uh, yeah and that's where it kind of took off and I was very lucky because it was from top down and I know a lot of people have struggled when it's been bottom up mm. so in that sense I'm grateful <laughs> that <laughs> I didn't have to go through that fight I mean, that's fascinating. I'm really enjoying like learning about how different people have come into product ops. Um, I, I think one common sort of thread is almost having this, you know, challenge within the business to solve like a problem that you, you're trying to address. And, yep. and usually it starts from that. And that seems to take people closer to product and then you kind of sort of like in some ways stumble into product ops. Um, but yeah, Sharman, just to confirm, so basically what happened is um dext or receipt bank at the time sort of got in a cons- like a product consulting company to come in and look at the product org and how it was structured and th- and that was where the recommendation came from 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 products labs yes exactly yeah okay they, they're sort of driving product operations as well sort of you know how do you structure it they've got yeah. some great um I guess you could say classes, but they're not really classes. <laughs> um, sessions. Okay. Um, so if you need, if you need your stakeholders buy-in, there's mm-hmm. you know the ability to talk to them, um, and even attend one of their sessions just to get that understanding of why you need product operations because it, it, it's a great uh, group of people. Awesome. Yeah, that's so helpful. I, I haven't heard of that. I mean, hadn't heard of that before, obviously, from people I've chatted to, so that someone actually used it. So um, I'm sure others would be interested to find out more. Shaman, I guess before I dive in, because I'm really interested in finding out more about this sort of like competency framework that, that you've been working on, um, you're actually my first guest on who who has, um, one of the first guests on who has, you know, a team looking at this. Oftentimes, it's a one-person uh, led product ops initiative within the company. So what were you hiring for? What are some of the traits that you look out for in a product ops person to join your team? Um, it's a tricky question because mm-hmm. I think it depends what you're hiring for within okay. your team. So <laughs> to, to take example for our organization, we mainly are sort of analytics and connecting the wider business to product mm-hmm. just the, the, if you take those two themes and so if you think of it like that you need someone who has obviously an analytical um, background and depending on your organization's needs whether you do have a sort of central BI team or data team um, you may need varying skills for me, for us, it was someone who could build the infrastructure um, so that the product managers could measure <laughs> what they were releasing, um, sort of the user engagement. So mm-hmm. quite technical in that sense. I'm actually now hiring for someone who doesn't necessarily have too much of a technical background, 
but has the ability to gather the data and then tell a story. And I think that's also an important factor within product ops is can you communicate what you have gathered in a concise way that people understand and are able to action it. So ultimately this person's done some sort of business analyst role, Mm. um, that kind of realm um, and has good sort of confidence to do that regardless of what stakeholder they're talking in front of. Um, And then the other one is sort of the product release connecting the org so this person has done program management has done you know potentially customer success um somewhat driven by processes somewhat great at talking to people stakeholder management um so i think the common theme in all of them is can they manage stakeholders in a way kind of like a pm um which is uh, is exactly how I think of it in in a way. And the more I talk to you about it, the more I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) Can they they compare to a PM? But yeah, you know, um, at the end of the day, the the people within your organization are your customers. Mm -hmm. And so can you identify their needs and manage their needs just like you would as if you were a product manager? Yeah, I mean, that's such a great way of describing it. And um, I do think, and from what I've seen too, is that, you know, it's such a cross-functional role and so much of it is communicating, you know, in and out of the product teams and to the rest of the business. And so definitely having great communication skills and also being able to like, almost, I guess, like package and visualize data so that it's digestible to other people (laughs) is really important. So yeah, Yeah, um, exactly. That's fantastic. And we actually, this kind of makes me think of, we had Guerra on, on the first episode and she kind of talked about this like M shaped model versus a T shaped where, you know, she'd like people to have a baseline of sort of product knowledge. So having basic product management knowledge and then being able to deep dive into three areas, which were the three pillars of her product ops organization. So I think in a way it's kind of similar in that, you know, you want people with specific skills for, for the different areas you focus on. Yep, yep, exactly. I think ultimately you need someone who's, regardless of their skills, is comfortable with the unknown and mm. not having a process. And I've seen people struggle when there isn't a process and they need a lot of hand-holding. So you need, you essentially need someone who's done, created a structure somewhere. Mm-hmm to be then able to come into product ops and do exactly the same. Cause it's a new function, not just within, you know, decks, but around the world. Exactly. <laughs> so having that ability, that creativity is really important above anything else, I think. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah, cause dealing with the, I guess, ambiguity and, you know, the sort of not, not knowing necessarily what you might be doing coming in, but having to navigate that and then, sort of spot the problems and then find solutions to them is is definitely something needed yeah um shaman i guess that brings me now you sort of mentioned sort of like you know this is sort of what you have hired for or you are going to be hiring for and and this is sort of what you look out for people um now you're actually creating a competency framework or career progression framework for product ops um 
how and when did you sort of realize that was needed? Uh, it came out of frustration. Okay. Um, <laughs> so uh, it came out of two things. One was frustration and two, the org within Dex sort of was looking into competency framework. So the product team really wanted a structure in which it helped people understand how they could develop their skills. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's like a, another light bulb moment was, God damn, like this is exactly <laughs> what we need in product ops because uh, something I've always struggled with and no matter what position I've been in at Dext is I've been one of the first people to build that team and mm. therefore I there's always been an ambiguity of what is my next step in this role and what it does in my career progression look like mm -hmm. um and so I thought you know instead of having a team that feels exactly the same in this area why don't we just build it um doesn't need to be perfect let's just crack on with it and so any other new person that comes into the team, I have a foundation for them to look at and know where they're at. Uh, I'm, that's such a great initiative and, and I'm glad you took it on. I think the sooner you start thinking about these things, the better, even if you don't quite feel like you've got a handle on the role yet, um, it's probably better to start putting thoughts down and thinking about what could this look like. Um, also to onboard people, because you, you obviously want to communicate to them, you know, what, what could, where could you end up in terms of progression? Exactly. Um, I guess, Shaman, then where did you start? Like, had you worked on creating frameworks like this before? What, what was your starting point? Um, so I'd never done anything like this before. Um, and it began with sort of going around, you know, HR and asking what format do they recommend? And, you know, they've created one. Um, there was, you know someone in product management who had created a competency framework for PM. And so looking at that, um, asking people questions outside of the business, reading a lot. Um, so it, it was just, a, I guess it was a month that I took just to explore what it means to create a competency framework and also what does it mean to be a good product ops um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of research, I think, um, just because that's the type of person I am. <laughs> um, I like to prepare myself before I go into it. And yeah, and, that, that's how I started. And I just guess, like on that point, was there anything that you read in terms of articles or books or, or people you spoke to that you found particularly useful in that sort of research mode phase? Yeah, um, I spoke to Marie Gaumont in Payfit. She's awesome um mm -hmm. and she had started creating sort of the competency framework so got a, a lot of ideas from her um I read based uh so Netflix rules no rules mm -hmm. you know what does their culture look like um I think the one that's probably <laughs> unconventional is the upheaval book by Jared Diamond um it kind of just walks through how a country revives itself after a major crisis, um, how creativity is born, etc. Um, very odd to read when you're 
<laughs> to bring in when you're thinking about competency framework. But it's, a, you know, if you think about product operations, it's not just about creating processes or bringing data to the team. It's also about creating that culture. Mm. And all of that is a um, having the social, not social skills, but the understanding the psychology mm. um, and having that skill is that- really important. I mean, that's fascinating. I'm totally going to look up that book. Um, Was it Upheaval that you said? Um, Yes. Yeah, I love it when people sort of draw on, I guess, unconventional (laughs) resources uh, that help them in in doing this stuff. Um, And then, Shaman, if you can describe, I know you're in the midst of actually creating it right now, but how did you build it? What did it look like? Um, So it's basically in the spreadsheet. Um, Mm -hmm. and what I did at the top was, you know, the columns were what levels do I think there are within product ops, you know, from a junior product ops down to director, um, very roughly. And then the rows were sort of the skills that I thought were needed. Um, a lot of it is copied from sort of the product management competency framework that we already have. So if you have one already, it makes life easier. <laughs> okay. Um, so copy from that. But uh, yeah, I kind of just brainstormed and dumped my ideas into what what does what are your skills? Um, what kind of product knowledge do you need? What industry knowledge do you need? Um what product management in the sense skills do you need because Mm -hmm. you do have to have that conversation so um I guess it was the different um themes for each level how advanced do you need to be um if if that helps if that makes sense but yeah roughly that's how how we how I put it together um no yeah I think that definitely makes sense. Um, I guess, so what you're saying is you've sort of mapped out the different levels that you see for product ops, um, which could be like from junior all the way up to a director. Um, And then, you know, pulled on, these are the skills that they need. And, and, and in actually doing the framework, you've, you've used sort of like what's already there or started with something which was existing, which was the product management framework um, yeah. that you had within your company. And now obviously tweaking it um, for what you know and, and marrying the research that you did on product ops and, and trying to fit it in there. Yeah. Um, I guess what, how do you sort of, I guess, plan on, on using that? So... Um, you know, if you know what a junior product ops looks like, is the idea that you hire against that. And then when somebody comes in, you use that in their um, assessments and, and t- to try keep them on track. Yeah. Um, so that's exactly it. I am. So I'm in the middle of hiring two people. And mm-hmm. there's a scenario in which I'd love for this person to come in and they're expecting sort of a higher salary and a higher sort of role title. Yeah. Which is totally fair to ask for. And it's awesome to have this competency framework because I can show to them what it means to be product ops, 
within the organization and what level based on their skills I believe they're at. Um, and it helps me frame that conversation. Whereas in the past, I've kind of been like, oh, I don't know how to tell you <laughs> that I can't give you the salary because we don't have a budget. I hate that word. And I got hate it, that. Got it. <laughs> um, it's, it takes, takes it away from the sort of money aspect and more of, you know, this is where you could go if you could join. Um, and this is the skills that will help you develop rather than, you know, you're coming in here to do a job from nine to five. Yeah, that's actually so great. I, I, I didn't realize or actually forgot that it could be useful in those types of conversations, um, which is also difficult. I know when you're hiring for a team that's just starting and, you know, you're not quite sure sometimes what you're looking for and, and you it's a team that's just starting. And so you've got to consider things like budget, et cetera. So um, that's a great way to frame it, I think, uh, for people coming in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So basically you would be using it almost for you to help you in your thinking and discussions right at the start of the journey. Um, and then it goes on to help obviously with, with, uh, to retain people as they go along. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I've made that mistake in the past where I've not had this and because of that, I'm not being able to have the right conversation of, you know, where do we think your role is going to go in mm. years and six months time? And that, you know, mistakes are great because you can learn from them, but you do have to learn from them. <laughs> Um, and then the other, I guess, aspect of it is if anyone from the organization wants to move into product ops, it's a great way to show what skills are transferable, either into product ops or out of product ops, no matter where they go. Um, it's just clearer and visually more representable on what they have achieved and what they can bring to any team. Absolutely. That's yeah, that's just another angle to it, um, mm -hmm. especially in like startups and, and companies that move are moving quite quickly. And there's oftentimes people are moving, not necessarily, you know, upwards within one um, uh, team, but are looking elsewhere and seeing, you know, where, where, where else can they move? Um, that, that is so helpful. Um, Sharman, I don't know if you can share this or not, but if we took an example, what does product ops look like for a junior compared to, I don't know, the next level? I'm not sure if that's a senior product ops person. Like, you know, what would be the key, some of the key skills that would be changing from, from one level to the next? Um, so in my mind, uh, junior product ops has come from a different area of the organization. So it has never done product or anything to do with product um, and potentially. So one of the skills that I've listed down is sort of stakeholder management. Mm. Um, you don't need to have been in product to have stakeholder management um, and having that foundation, regardless of what level of stakeholder management you have, but having that ability to do that, I think is extremely important to come in. Um, the other is problem solving mm -hmm. and it sounds quite corny <laughs> but uh if you are not able to take a problem and analyze it and come up with a creative solution then 
in all honesty, product ops is not for you because you will get problems every single day and every single week and you'll have to be able to prioritize that and think of it more holistically. So I think that's another another skill that's important. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do is bring in people within Dex into product ops. So um, if you don't have the sort of product skills, having the product knowledge is a good way to step into product ops internally. So that's that's what's sort of the drivers for junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other thing that's a little strange is the commercial skills. Um, so are you able to take some of the analysis that has been done and review it and come up with a story of, you know, are we on track? Um, are we ahead or way below the budget? Um, does the expectation of some of the product releases look right? You know, can you call bullshit? <laughs> um, obviously, this is a junior role, so I'm not expecting, you know, being able to call bullshit in front of um you know the senior management team yeah but in a in a day-to-day setting can you question the person that's in front of you and ask Mm -hmm. why have you considered this way could you help me explain it so I guess this this junior product ops is about a a go-getter and is very eager to learn but has the foundations to get to where a great product ops person would be hope that helps yeah, it does. I I think some of that echoes a lot of what I was looking for, you know, in getting somebody into the team, especially one of the first people was that effectively what was most helpful was having a proactive problem solver. Like um, th- th- that was probably the key traits uh, for me, you know, without looking at anything else that you needed. Um, they were really helpful in, in starting off. Shaman, how are you going about sort of assessing this progression framework and um, sort of measuring if it's helping you at the moment? Um, sharing it with as many people as possible. I think you need at least a couple of months to assess it um, and work through it with your team. Um, I haven't quite got to the point where I've fully tested it because it's so new um, but you know the feedback that you get from when you are interviewing for somebody um, and seeing their reaction when you hire this person based on the skills that you've outlined um, are they the skills that you thought that they needed um, and I guess the best way to do that is actually record it So there's a tab in uh, my spreadsheet which sort of records like a scoring of where this person thinks they are Mm. or where I think they are if I'm interviewing um, on the sort of skill level. And then you just kind of review that every so often, whether that's every quarter or once a year, depending on how people do it. But um, are they the right skills that you've, outlined and it have you got the right levels um 
and it's just trial and error and each company is different so there's nothing no such thing as perfect and I'm pretty sure mine is definitely not perfect so um yeah I'm expecting this to change every so every couple of months um because you learn more right and your team changes so as you grow um and scale the company changes and so does your team and what your responsibilities are changes as well so it has to change otherwise uh you're gonna have run into some problems and um I guess with that have you thought about how you help upskill you know your team or your future team so as you're assessing you know them against these skills and and how they progress do you have ideas in mind or have you already had to think about okay if somebody is stronger in one area but maybe uh, needs development in another area are you able to sort of support that we we did have someone who wanted more product management skills Mm. Um, and so you know they were sent off on sort of product management courses Um, we're also having sort of internal training sessions Okay. For the for the product managers, so whatever those training sessions are, it just is just as transferable to the product ops team. Um, but other than that, I haven't quite frankly gotten to that point um, because we're in a state of change within product ops. Mm-hmm. So you know we've done the foundations and now we're growing. <laughs> Um, and so that's kind of my focus at the moment is growing the team. And once that team has settled, then we'll look into, you know, what does it take for you to go to the next level? So ask me maybe in a year's time, and I might have an answer. Yeah, I mean, th- that's great. So sort of what you're using, at, it's sort of, it's helpful to you right now. And it's sort of a living, breathing document that obviously you're updating. Um, but yeah, your focus currently is obviously on scaling your team and, and growing it. I guess, Sharman, is there any sort of key learnings or advice that you have for other people about this? And, and are you actually going to be publishing any learnings on, on, on this framework? I originally was going to do it as soon as I finished it. I thought, you know, <laughs> yay. Um, but now I'm taking a step back and thinking, well, actually, maybe I need to live with this for a couple of months and see how it goes before I then go and publish it so I definitely will um this year but I will will need to live with it for a bit um and I think the other thing to remember around product ops is it's very new Mm -hmm. um and you are if you are driving it you know what to do better than anyone else in the company if you think about it like that Um, because you live and breathe it and so know the ins and outs of what it takes to be a product ops it doesn't have to be you know the same around the world but for you and your organization you are the best that it comes so um, take that with pride and nothing needs to be perfect Um, talk to a lot of people you you know the more people you talk to the more you read the more ideas you gain Um, and I guess yeah it's okay if it's not perfect and it's okay if it fails um, you still learn something every time so uh, yeah I think that's that's kind of like the mantra that I have <laughs> on a daily basis to myself is it's okay if I don't know and it's okay if things are going haywire but at the end of the day you know if the 
we're going in the right direction, then we're going in the right direction. Um, I, yeah. well, I, I, th- I think that's great advice, Shaman. And I think probably on that note, that's a, that's a nice way to, to end our chat. Um, I think it's great that you are just sort of throwing yourself into starting things and, you know, iterating and, and, and giving yourself that space and, and, and knowing that, you know, you can start it and it doesn't have to be perfect, but at least you're sort of learning and trying and, um, looking at whether something can be helpful that's I think that's such a useful thing to have in in product ops and as a product ops leader yeah and thanks for uh, running these podcasts oh yeah (laughs) absolutely um it's been so I mean I've been learning so much from it each person I speak to um so yeah it's been great for me personally (laughs) Sharman thank you so much for joining us on the show today no thank you um, yeah, it's been such a pleasure having you. And if anybody wants to reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, LinkedIn, probably. Um, you know, if you're looking for a product ops role, <laughs> definitely hit me up because I am looking for two people. I'm always up for talking to anybody. Um, and the more, you know, I will learn as much as I can try and help you. So, uh, yeah don't be shy oh great I mean I didn't realize that you actually had two roles that were live at the moment um I'll definitely share those too I'm uh, I think I think I mean from chatting to you you'd be a great person to work with <laughs> so uh yeah I mean definitely uh contact Sharman if you're interested in working with her and yeah thank you for joining us awesome no thank you this has been great